What is up, fellow freelance writer, and welcome back to the Freelance Writing Podcast. If you want to get high-paying clients to come to you on autopilot and beg for your writing services at the rate of four figures plus, um, then this is the podcast for you. Um, and so that, in this episode right here today, I just wanted to pop in to talk about if you want to get, get paid more as a freelance writer while writing significantly less, um, this is something that you have to consider. You have to consider your role, not only as a, a, a freelancer, but your role in your freelance writing business as a whole. Okay. And so, man, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was capped off, even making $2,000 for one job, freelance writing is a pretty tedious thing. Um, and there would be times in my life, like, like I said, man, when I was making $200 even for freelance writing, um, from one freelance writing job, I would be very, very tired because I would come home from working 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. or 4 a.m. to 12 at Target, and then I would take a little nap, and then that same night, I would be doing freelance writing work, and so it would be like I had two different jobs, and a lot of the times, freelance writing became a real stressful and strenuous thing for me, and that got so bad sometimes to the point where, like, I don't know, it, it, was, it was weird, weird things happened. My girlfriend filmed, uh, well, she was part of a set of a movie um set in dc where the robbery actually took place over the summer of 2019 i would be standing there on set like trying to furiously type out this um you know this furiously type out this 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 book i guess that that i was working on for a client um while i was on the set of that movie you know when i really should have been enjoying my time and there would be so many different nights like where i would sit up like 3 4 a.m because i had a deadline in the morning like feeling like a zombie, feeling like absolutely smoked, feeling completely dead, just trying to type and type and type. You know, your brain just gets tired and turned to mush typing sometimes, and it would be a lot of strenuous task. And sometimes I would turn in bad at work. It got so bad to the point that where sometimes I would actually take previous works that I've written for somebody else and copy. And this is, this is, do not do this. I think that's plagiarism and you shouldn't do it. It's bad. Um, but I was at a dark place sometimes. I would copy and paste what I did for somebody else and just change a few things and just send it out. Like I literally would do that. And I, like I said, and that's something that I have to come to terms with myself. But don't do that. I wouldn't recommend anybody do that. So I was so burnt out and defeated sometimes from freelance writing in my life. And I remember just, you know, being at Target some nights after working a long hour. One particular night, man, I remember I, was, I, was, I felt like somebody punched me in the face. I felt like a complete zombie. And I was making so little and working so much. And I was just walking around talking, just wondering, like, what, what can I, like, I should just stop freelance writing. Like I said, there were multiple months where I just quit and didn't do anything. Um, and I remember, man, just, I always turn to marketing. I always turn to the marketing podcast. One of the, my favorite marketers to this very day is Stephen J. Larson, one of the most brilliant marketers I, you've ever had the pleasure to come across. And I remember I was just going through, I, I listened to all of Russell Brunson's podcasts, all of Frank Kern's podcasts, but I remember I was tearing through his podcast because I learned about him from Russell Brunson's podcast. And I remember just tearing through his podcast. And I can't, this was, this was like on the cusp of when Joe Biden was uh, announcing that he run for president. So this was a long time ago. Um, I know he just became president, but this was like way before when his name first started swirling around, like, oh, he might run for president. And people, uh, you know, were getting amped for that or whatever they were doing. Um, I remember right around the time, like it was like, I was in like the back hall at Target, like doing like, I don't know, like back stocking. So back stocking is essentially when you're done putting your boxes on the floor. If there's leftovers, you go to the back. Um, because I would, I would stock shelves. And so I would open boxes and put products on the shelf at the target at 4am 
And so I remember you take the boxes to the back and there were these big pillar shelves. They look like shelves in a library. And all the, you know, it's called back stock. All the stock that you didn't put on the shelves out front, you would put it in the back. And so, you know, that's why people be like, hey, do you have it in the back? Like I was doing that. I was putting things up on those shelves and I would climb these ladders and go way up. And which was pretty amusing. But I remember listening to Steve Larson's podcast doing that one of those days. And um, I usually like to just hear solo episodes where the person's talking. But this episode, I was listening to him interviewing Myron Golden. And Myron Golden had a wild story, man. Myron Golden was talking about how he started off like doing like as a trash man or, or something. Like, I don't know. And he made a lot of money. Um, it was a really fascinating episode. It's been so long. I can't really remember the details of it. But one thing that always stick with me from this episode was you know when it felt like he was literally talking to me like he said like man if you don't get paid enough to do what you do and you work a lot you got to consider your role in what you do and like this is me paraphrasing it's not exactly what he said and that all comes down to something called the four levels of value um and he broke down the four levels of value right after that and the four levels of value is the first level of value is um what is the first level of value well, I'm going to completely botch what it is that he said, but he said there are four levels of value. The first level is implementation, and this level gets paid the least. Okay, implementation is the people who do the thing. Okay, they use their muscles as a resource to make money. Okay, immediately, <laughs> I hope a lot of you listening to this podcast just realize, oh, step, I'm the lowest level of value. They use their muscles to make money. They do things. So if you order like a pizza, they make the pizza. If you have like a lawn mowing service, they mow the lawn. They're the person that does the thing and they get paid the least amount of money. Um, and he gave a lot of reasons why, but I, you know, I don't really remember the reasons. But he said the next level of value is unification. And these are the people who manage the people who use their muscles. They use their managerial skills to make money and they get paid a little more, but they still don't get paid a lot. And so people who use their managerial skills are like managers of your job. You're doing all the heavy lifting and all the hard work, but they're just managing you. They do a lot less physical labor, but they make more money, right? And um, I think one of his reasons is that he he described money as a spiritual thing. And so, you know, the higher, you know, uh, it's it's very complicated. Just listen to Myron Gold's four levels of values. It's really important stuff. But he said, so the people at the managerial level, they manage people and that's how they make you money. They use managerial skills. I mean, he said the, he said the next level of value is um, communication and they use their voice to make money. And these is where you start getting to richness. This is where you get start to get to people who are, you know, um, like talk show hosts, rappers, singers, authors. They use their voice to make money. Um, and you can tell, like, uh, you're getting to a really important – like, think about what I said in the last episode. Steve Jobs said, you know, the most important person in the, in the world is the storyteller. The most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. And the way the reason is because stories influence pretty much everything about our actions and reality and our motivations. And so, you know, the communication levels when you start to get to highly paid millionaires and things like that, and they use their voice to make money, obviously. And he said the fourth level of communication, uh, the fourth level of value is um, uh, creativity, and they use their mind and their money to make money. And when you think of creativity, it's like innovators, innovation. So something like Tesla, and then they take investors or their own capital to push that out, idea out to more people. And these are like the billionaires of the world. That's the highest level of value. And I remember looking around me and realizing that everything he said kind of held true. You know, I was making money in my freelance writing business, but I was making so little money and burning myself out because I was using my muscle to make money. 
Oh, this this was the important part of it. He said he said there are false beliefs assigned to each level of value, and so the false belief that people who use their muscles to make money at the lowest level implementers, their false belief is that hard work is the key to success. Hard work is the key to making more money, right? And so you'll see people working at, at, at like I was looking around, like this is more blowing my mind because I remember looking around at the people at me around me. They were talking about all the overtime that they were doing, and even with overtime. They were making less than the managers because in this society, that level of value is obviously more valuable. Like you'll work 40 hours overtime. And I looked at myself as a freelance writer, hustling and grinding so hard, using my muscles and trying to outwork it. But guess what? I wasn't making a lot of money as a freelance writer. That's the false belief that they that, that implementers believe that hard work is the key to success. Managerial people believe that, he said the level above managerial people will believe that um, education is the key to more money. Education is the key to more success. And so they'll go back to school, get bachelor's degrees, and they'll make maybe 100000 a year maximum. But they'll never get to the level of communication because it's not education. It's moving up a level of value. That's how you make more money. And I remember hearing that podcast episode and just considering my level of value as a freelance writer and how I could actually change that and become something different. And so what I had begun to consider is how is it that I can use my mind and my money to make more money? And what that manifested for me is that in the freelance writing business, it it really re- requires of you to make systems, okay? Because if I'm a freelance writer, let's just say you know you I'm I'm, I'm performing on an implementation level, I'm using my muscles to make money, I'm using my own time to make money. Um, how much can I make? Let's say. I even get paid $2,000 per book, okay? This is the problem with that. If I'm getting paid $2,000 per per assignment that I do, you know, let's say, because you're, you're using your muscles, and muscles is a finite resource. That's what's bad about it. The limitation of this level is that muscle is a finite resource. Your willpower is a finite resource, and it's limited in that way. So if you're using your muscle to write assignments, even if you're getting high, highly paid for each, Let's say you can do like one a day, right? And so doing one a day, I mean, which I couldn't even do that. It took me like probably a week to do one. So let's say you could do like one a week. So you'd be able to make $8,000 in a month, right? And that's just if you're getting paid on a high end. And even with that $8,000 a month, next month would be $6,000. Next month would be $4,000 because believe it or not, even if you're getting paid highly, you do burn out over time. There's a limitation in hard work. You know, if you can only work 40 hours in a week, if you can only get so many tasks done in a month period, you're limited on how much money that you can make. And so that's the limitation of the implementation level. And so it kind of got me thinking, if I can use my mind and my money to make money, then suddenly I'm in a different category. And so this is how I decided to solve the problem. I would use my mind and my money to market people to send me assignments, to send me ghostwriting projects. And then I would use my money in my mind to further get those projects done. And so what I end up doing is don't have like an affiliate system. And so let's say I would get a project for $2,000 and I would hand it off to another ghostwriter and give them a thousand or maybe $1,500 to get that task done. Right. And it seems like, okay, you're only making $500 out of 2000, but here's the thing. I would spend zero time doing that. Now, under that system, how many projects can I get done in a month? The real answer is as many as I want. Because I can, because it doesn't cost me, I can just always hire a new ghostwriter 
every time I got a new project. I can get $1,000 done in a month. There's no limitation to how much I'm making because it's not based off my work and my own time limitations. I, I successfully can duplicate myself from using my mind and my, uh, my money to make more money if I can build a system. Even in terms of getting clients, I can say, hey, I can use an affiliate system for that, which I really did. You know, uh, There were a lot of people in different countries and things like that that I would work with because they would have trouble getting clients for whatever reason. And I would, you know, I would either write them a script. I would, I would, some, some people, they would, they would actually do the project for me and I would give them half or something like that. Or I would write them a script. This was the other half of people, Osama, you know, who I mentioned in the earlier episodes who I've helped with his own projects were one of these people. I would actually give him a script and he would go out and pitch people with the script that I gave him. And for every person that came to me, I would close them on the phone and he would get a percentage of that sale. And so that way I could just get unlimited clients coming in and filling up my calendar and call them up and get the sale and then not even do the work and then have someone else do the work and just make how much I make at the end of the day without doing any work at all. And under that system, I, I can get as many clients as I want and make as much money as I want and waste none of my own time or mental effort or hard work or anything like that. And everybody else gets paid good for it as well. And so what essentially what I'm discussing is, you know, sometimes, you know, as a freelance writer, you want to keep all the money for yourself. But in the long term, it's more stable and lucrative to actually go from a freelance writer to a freelance writing business to use rather than your own muscle and your own time and your own work like every business in the world actually does. And to start, you know, divide, you know, multiplying the output that you can personally do by getting affiliates and employees to work alongside of you, affiliates, employees, and partners to work alongside of you. Uh, you should really consider who you are in your freelance writing business and in, in, in elevating your level of value. If you're operating at the implementation level, you're probably not getting a lot of results. That's why the, you know, the CEOs, the marketers, the communicators, that's what those two things are. And owners, because they use their mind to think of the model for business, right? And then they use their money and venture capitalists money to fund the business. That's why the owners and the CEOs of businesses get paid the most. You think the CEO is picking up boxes in Target all day and throwing them around? No, but he designed that system. And that's the highest level of value using your mind and your money. And he's employing us with his money. He's funding the business with his money, right? So you want to operate from a CEO's perspective. You want to operate you know, from, a, from the highest level of value possible which is using your mind and your money to make money. Build a system, fund the system. Don't work as a call in the system and burn yourself out and get exhausted and limit your results. So that's really all I have to say. Um, this is the fifth episode. On episode seven, you're gonna be able to take phone calls with me, 15 minute phone calls for absolutely free. I'm not gonna pitch you anything on a phone call because I don't have anything to sell you. And uh, you know, in order to get on those phone calls, you're gonna have to subscribe to the show and rate and review. I really want to talk to you and help you get clients as a freelance writer or help you solve any other problem that you might have as a freelance writer on these phone calls. Um, but really the focus for me, I think that I help you the most is to get four figure clients and things like that. So the link is going to be in the description on the seventh episode. Okay. So I look forward to chatting with you and all that cool stuff. And, um, you know, also, like I said, I'm working on a training. I'm working on a training. I think it's going to be training. I'm not sure. It'll be available early next month, uh, probably for 24 hours. Um, it's going to show you everything about how to get high-paying clients coming to you, banging down your door, 
begging you to work with them and how to actually do what I'm talking about, upgrade your level of value and operate as a CEO to where you have writers working for you and things like that. It's going to be absolutely insane. So subscribe to this podcast and learn more about that as I'll talk about it in the future. And um, rate and review, man. This is Dallas's Freelance Writing. I hope this podcast is helping you. I appreciate you for listening so far. I'll see you in the next episode.